0: Uh, so 1 Kings chapter number 17 tonight. 1 Kings chapter number 17. This is a familiar place. I think I've probably preached out of it several different times. And uh want to just take a little simple thought tonight out of 1 Kings chapter number 17. I'll try to preach to you what the Lord's give us. And uh, we trust it'll be a help to you tonight. The Bible says 1 Kings chapter number 17. Uh, beginning in verse number 8, most of you know the context when you come to First Kings chapter number 17 that Elijah... Has uh, He has been to Ahab, told him that it's not going to rain on the earth for three years. And then he is told of to the Lord to go to the brook Cherith, And he stays there until the Lord tells him to go to Zarephath. In verse number 8, the Bible says, And the word of the Lord came unto him, saying, Arise, get thee to Zarephath, which belongeth to Zidon, and dwell there. Behold, I have commanded a widow woman there to sustain thee. So he arose and went to Zarephath. And when he came to the gate of the city, behold, the woman, widow woman was there gathering of sticks, and he called to her and said, Fetch me, I pray thee, a little water in a vessel that I may drink. And as she was going to fetch it, he called to her and said, Bring me, I pray thee, a morsel of bread in thine hand. And she said, As the Lord thy God liveth, I have not a cake, but a handful of meal in a barrel, and a little oil in a cruise. And behold, I am gathering two sticks, that I may go in and dress it for me and my son, that we may eat it and die. And Elijah said unto her, Fear not, go and do as thou hast said, but make me thereof a little cake first, and bring it unto me, and make for thee and for thy son. For thus saith the Lord God of Israel, The barrel of meal shall not waste, neither shall the cruse of oil fail, until the day that the Lord sendeth rain upon the earth. And she went and did, according to the saying of Elijah. And she and he and her house did eat many days, and the barrel of meal Wasted not, neither did the crews of oil fail according to the word of the Lord, which he spake by Elijah. Let's go to the Lord in prayer. Father, we come to you tonight in Jesus' mighty name. We thank you, Lord, for the opportunity to be here tonight on this Wednesday night. Thank you for the crowd that has come out tonight. Thank you for their heart and for their faithfulness, Lord, to be here on this rainy Wednesday evening. Lord, I pray tonight that you touch us for the next few minutes. Help us, I pray, Father, to get self out of the way. Remove the idle thoughts of our mind. Help us, Father, not to concentrate upon anything other than you and upon what you have to say to us tonight. Lord, I pray that that you would forgive us of sin. Lord, I pray you cleanse us of ourselves. Help us tonight, I pray. Lord, to, be, to preach with unction and with power. And I pray may the word of God go forth. Lord, may it be a help to the hearer. I pray tonight, Father, that you touch every person, whether they be in this congregation or whether they be listening by way of the internet. Lord, I pray that you'd put your hand upon each one. And I pray, Father, you'd give what's needed. Lord, in this hour, Father, we'll give you the praise, the glory, and the honor for all that you do. In Jesus' name. A Mayam, and A Mayam. 1 Kings chapter number 17 as I said just a minute ago most of you are very familiar with the context of what's taking place in this chapter you've heard this story many times no doubt and as we come to 1 Kings chapter 17 we find in the verses that we read that as Elijah is told of the Lord to go to Zarephath, he is told to go to a place that is outside of the regions of Israel and he's told to go to this widow woman and the Bible says that she would sustain him there now i find it ironic that many times the Lord, he commands us to do things that just really don't make any sense and I've found that most of the time when the Lord's telling me to do something, it really don't make a whole lot of sense as far as what I can see and the way that I look at things working out. I can imagine that as Elijah got to Zarephath and here's this widow woman gathering sticks and she's ready to make her last meal and die as she tells him in verse number 12. I'm sure that Elijah in the fleshly side of maybe he thought well maybe the Lord has missed it but Elijah was a great prophet of faith and he had believed God he had seen God at Sharif in verse number 5 and 6 he had seen God take the ravens and provide his meal for him and supply for him and so as Elijah came to Zarephath this widow woman here she is about ready to make her last meal verse number 13 Elijah in great faith he asked her at the word of the Lord to make him a cake first and to bring it hither and the Lord had told him that the bear of meal shall not waste, neither shall the crews of oil fail, until the day that the Lord sendeth rain upon the earth. So we see in the context of what we're looking at tonight that there is a famine in the land, and we find that in verse number one that as God told Elijah to tell Ahab that it won't rain upon the earth for three years, this produced a great famine in the land. And in this famine in the land, if you can imagine with me being in the Middle East and being there, the it's fertile soil and things grow. Uh, my friend at an an amazing rate in that fertile soil but the one thing that it takes for those crops to grow other than that fertile soil is it takes rain and so when the rain is cut off that fertile soil becomes nothing more than a dry desert it becomes just a desolate wasteland and my friend here we are in uh, this land in the context of the scripture and the rain has been cut off for three years can you imagine what it would be like even here in the mountains if the rain were to be cut off for three years and it didn't rain one drop for that amount of time it would become very dry and very dusty I remember about four, five, six years ago something like that it didn't rain a whole lot through the summertime and I remember it got dry and dusty I remember doing some things around the house with a piece of equipment and digging down in the dirt several feet down and it was just as dry and dusty several feet down in the ground as it was on the top and it was a very dry year and I can only imagine Imagine what it would be like if we didn't have any rain for three years. It'd be a great famine here in the mountains. And so here we see that this famine is part of the context of what's going on. It was a dry time. It was a drought time. This produced desolation across the land. And we see how desperate the people had become because of this famine. Here is this lady. She's got a son. There's no husband mentioned. He's probably died or something's happened to him. And my friend, here she is. She is in this this time of famine, and to her, as she looks out, things look hopeless. You can see that in the attitude as she speaks to Elijah whenever she says that she's gathering two sticks in verse number 12 that she may go and dress it for me and my son, that we may eat it and die. She sees no hope in the outlook that she has. Her attitude is one of desperation. I find that many times there are famines that we face in our lives we are facing a famine in our country spiritually right now we're facing in our own land and in our church and in our community and even in our own lives we're facing spiritual famine, we're facing a drought and a time of desolation and desperation and many times in these times we look on the outlook and we become in the same mindset or the same attitude that this little lady at Zarephath was, we just feel like giving up, I, I see her at a time in her life when she's come to the end of her rope so to speak she's come to the end of her rope she's went as far as she can go and she's done all that she can do and she's still yet helpless and Elijah tells her in verse number 13 I believe he speaks out a great perception of the touch of God on his life and he tells her fear not and so in the midst of her famine there was that fear of coming to the end of her rope when we become helpless we also had this feeling of hopelessness that produces fear in our life that we cannot do anything thing about the situation that is at hand. But I'm here to say tonight that in the times of famine in the times of helplessness in our life and in the times of fear when we come to the place that we are but helpless, that is prime time for the God of glory to to work a miracle in our life. That is prime time for God to show forth His power and to manifest His presence before us and to do what only He can do. Ladies and gentlemen, He will never perform miracles in our life. He'll never do great things if there is any other way for it to be done. But when we come to the end of our road and we come to a place that we are helpless and hopeless, that's when God is preparing the way for Him to step in and do what only He can do. I say thank God tonight for those times of helplessness and hopelessness because that paves the way for God Almighty to move into our lives and to do something that only He can do. And He always gets glory glory when He does it in that manner. This is why in salvation we must come under conviction. This is why many people get saved at the lowest point in their life because God has to bring them down. God has to bring them to a place that they can't change their self and they can't make a new life. They can't turn over a new leaf. They can't do what needs to be done in their life. And God has to bring us down very, very low, whether it be in the outward appearance or whether it just be on the inside in your heart. This is what conviction is all about. He brings you to the place that you realize you're a lost sinner, helpless and hopeless without him and then he steps in the midst and in the middle of your life. I'm thankful tonight for these times. I'm not always thankful for I guess in the moment but when we look back at those times of famine and those times of fear in our lives that is prime time for the Lord to work and so I'm saying this tonight to say that in our country it seems as though in our churches it seems as though people have looked out and they're helpless they're hopeless it seems as though that fear is overtaken as to what are we going to do next but I'm here to say that God is still God and he's still upon his throne there may have been a famine in Zarephath in 1 Kings chapter number 17 and it may have seemed like wickedness had taken over through the rule and the reign of Ahab but friend God was still on his throne he was still in the miracle business he was still in the business of doing what God does he was still there to help his people. He was still working through his prophet. He was still going to help somebody that didn't deserve to be helped. My friend, this little uh, lady at Zarephath, she's a Gentile. She's outside of the Hebrew race. And when God helped her, it was an extension of his mercy and an extension of his grace. I'm thankful tonight that God is not limited by famines or droughts or times of desperation or desolation in our lives. I'm glad that God is God Almighty all the time. anytime time and he's always right on time. I'm glad tonight that he is not limited friend because we're afraid or because we lo- it looks like that we have become helpless. I'm glad God's still very much in control in our lives. Many times the fear that we face is because we're, we're afraid because we have lost control and things are, are out of control and out of our hands. But I'm glad tonight that there's never been a moment and there's never been a second that things have been out of God's control or out of his hand. There's never been one thing that has went, went on on planet earth or in this universe or in the things that we haven't even seen or know about. I'm glad there's never been one thing in what is made that God has not been utterly and in complete control over. I say thank God tonight. There may be times that He lets things go and it looks like utter chaos, but God still in a moment's notice without notifying anybody. He can change it and He can move it. I say thank God tonight. that there is a God in heaven, that he is utterly in control of all that's going on. And this is what I want to preach on tonight. So the Lord sent in the midst of this famine and in the midst of the fear of this lady sent the man of God told her in verse number 14 Thus saith the Lord God of Israel The barrel of meal shall not waste neither shall the crews of oil fail until the day that the Lord sendeth rain upon the earth in verse number 15 And she went and did according to the saying of Elijah and she and he and her house did eat many days and the barrel of meal wasted not neither did the crews of oil fail according to the word of the Lord which he spake. By Elijah. So I want to preach tonight on this subject, and I won't be long, but I want to preach on just keep reaching in the barrel. Just keep reaching in the barrel. God had sent in the middle of a famine and in the midst of her fear, and when she's about ready to just lay down and die. You talk about giving up. Amen. There's been times that we've all thought about giving up in some way or another. in different areas of our life, but I don't know that we've ever really been to this point that we're ready just to take two sticks, make a little fire, make a little cake of bread, and just die. But spiritually, sometimes we're like that. In some areas of our life, sometimes we feel that way. But in the middle of all that, God sent a promise through His Word. And He told her that the barrel of meal shall not waste, or the crews of oil should not run dry. dry. But she had to exercise faith in the Word of God and in the promise that God had sent her. And she had to live in that barrel and trust that what God said was yea and amen. And in trusting in the Word of God and trusting in what God said, reaching down in that barrel she was putting her her complete faith and her complete trust in the God of glory she was doing something that didn't really make sense to reach into an empty barrel and trust that God was going to fill her cup up and when she got it got her hand down in that barrel and come back up with it that it would be full of what she needed she was trusting that God would be enough that God would save her from starvation that God would save her in the midst of the famine that God would deliver her her from her fear. She was believing that God would sustain her every day of her life. And not only her, but she was believing that God would sustain more than just her, but he would sustain and save her family, her little boy, and anybody else that came in that household. The Bible says she and he and her house. Anybody that came by, God was going to supply enough for them as well. And so she had to exercise faith in the midst of her fear and in the middle of a famine. She had to exercise faith in a big God by reaching down into that barrel and believing that God would do what he said he would do and according to the word of God every time that lady in the middle of that famine and in the middle of her fear she reached down into that barrel guess what God did not come short God did not lie to her God filled up that little cub and when she brought it up out of the barrel thank God it had exactly what she needed for that meal there may not have been an abundance running out over the top of that barrel but when she stuck her cup in there and brought it for a friend. It had exactly what she needed. And by faith she'd put that down. She'd make a little cake. The cruise wouldn't run dry. And my friend, God would supply her meal. And when it come mealtime, the next time she'd go back knowing that barrel was still supposed to be empty. But she'd reach down in there again by faith and she'd pull up a cup of the blessings of God. She'd pull up a cup of the salvation that only God could give. She'd pull up a cup of the sustaining power and the supply that came from God Almighty and she'd make another little cake and you talk about blessing your food I'm, I just imagine it. whenever she'd bow her head over that little cake I can imagine that she began to thank the Lord and she began to praise Him for what He had done and what He was doing and what He was giving her you see many times it is in these times of famine and fear that we learn to really trust God and we learn to really lean on Him but friend I want to encourage you tonight just as this lady at Zarephath. She had to reach down in the barrel for every single meal. I mean, God didn't just pour it out and cook it for her. She had to, by faith, reach down in the barrel. She had to keep going to God in prayer. She had to keep getting in her Bible and reading and studying and getting the promises that God had. She had to keep reaching down in the barrel by going to church and sticking around the things of God and staying around the people of God. Ladies and gentlemen, keep reaching in the barrel. Keep trusting the promises of God. Keep continuing on. There may be a famine there may be fear but God is still God and he's still on his throne and he will never be evicted from his throne thank God the devil may serve eviction notice but God says wait just a minute you don't have authority to do that I'm glad tonight for you that God is, is, is always and eternally and will be he cannot be uh, voted out he wasn't voted in he can't be voted out he set it on sitting on his throne and he will be there for all of eternity so keep reaching in the bell and keep trusting him tonight Amen. there's a lot of times that we're stuck in verse number 12 but thank God God's give us a word he's give us promises he told us in his word Miss Reva, that he never leave us nor forsake us He's told us tonight that with every temptation he'd make a way of escape. He told us in the book of Psalms that he'd be a very present help in a time of need. All through the book of Psalms he's told us and we see how he delivered David through many hardships and many hard times. We read through account after account after account of the Word of God how that he has come through for those of old. So you know what you and I have got to do? We've got to reach down into the barrel and believe God and trust God that he is enough. There's a lot of times that God don't give us an abundance. But he'll always give us enough. Amen. You know why he don't give us an abundance? Because he wants us to keep coming back. Amen. This is our problem. This is where the United States of America has been. We've had an abundance. Amen. And we've got one big cup full that's done us for a long time. And and we forgot about where them blessings come from because of the abundance. So God has to put us in this place of famine. God has to put us in this place of fear, so to speak, where we're helpless and we don't know what what to do really so that we'll get enough and we'll keep coming back. Amen? That's what God wants out of us. He wants us to keep reaching down in that barrel. And I, I apply that spiritually by keep on praying. Keep on staying in the Word of God. Keep coming to church. Keep, keep on trusting in the Lord. Keep honoring Him with your life. And I'm telling you, friend, it will, God will always provide what we need. I read this at Tuesday night prayer meeting last night. I want to read it again tonight. Jeremiah chapter number 17. Bible says, Blessed is the man that trusteth in the Lord, whose hope the Lord is. Every time that lady at Zarephath would reach down in, you know what she's doing? She's trusting God. Her hope was not in the farmland. Her hope wasn't in anything else, but her hope was in the Word of God that God had said when she reached down in the barrel that it would not waste. She put her hope in the Lord. And the Bible says... Blessed is the man who trusts in the Lord and whose hope the Lord is, for he shall be as a tree planted by the waters that spreadeth out her roots by the river and shall not see when the heat cometh, but her leaf shall be green and shall not be careful in the year of drought, neither shall cease from yielding fruit. So what that verse is saying is that in the middle of a time of drought with all the other trees, (laughs) <laughs> excuse me tonight when their leaves are drying up and fading away that one that has put his trust in the Lord and hope in the Lord that leaf is going to stay green amen because them roots are running deeper than the drought can grow can go and in the in in the in the fact that those roots have went down to deeper than the drought can go that that tree shall not cease from yielding fruit. Many times we find ourselves verse number 12, 1 Kings chapter number 17. And I feel like that, I'm just going to be honest with you. now, I feel like that the church as a whole has come to a place that we feel like our best days are behind us. Could you say amen right there? I feel like that as I just survey people, that people feel like that we're done in a sense. Just barely hanging on at the end of our rope. Amen. It's pretty evident. Pretty evident here tonight. Amen. But I'm here to tell you, according to the Word of God, when we trust in the Lord and put our hope in Him, the Scripture promises that we can bear fruit in the midst of a drought. Amen. I don't have the power in myself, and you don't either. That's why God has to bring us to a state many times where we are completely helpless so that we can and so that we will completely trust in Him. Amen. I'm here to tell you tonight, I believe this is what God wants me to tell you, keep reaching in the barrel. Amen. He done it one time, and you know what? He'll do it again. That's the amazing thing about God, that not just that He blesses, but that He blesses again and again and again and again. Everything I've got down here on this life runs out. Amen. There's been days that I've really felt like I've had a pocket full of money. But you know what? It runs out. Can I get an amen? I fill my vehicle up with diesel fuel or with gasoline, and I drive down the road, and I think, boy, I'm doing good. I've got a full tank of fuel. But it don't take long till you look down and the gaslight's on. Amen? It runs out. We go to the grocery store and we spend hundreds of dollars. The cupboards are full. and A.J. comes home, and it runs out. Amen? Everything in this life, it runs out, gets depleted. But I'm glad there's a barrel of the blessings of God. I'm glad they don't run out. Many times we don't see them just overflowing in abundance. But every time we reach in, there's plenty. Amen? Oh, friend, sometimes the miracles of God and the power of God working in our life, it ain't in the barrel overflowing. That's what we're looking for. But many times that ain't what it's in. God could do that if he wanted to. But God wants you to exercise faith. And when it seems impossible, He fills your cup up. And He does what it seems like cannot be done. I'm done tonight. You stand with me. Miss Martha, you come. Play something for us tonight. While every head's bowed, every eye's closed tonight. If you're here and maybe you share with me a burden for our nation. You share with me a burden for our church, a burden for our community. Would you pray tonight and ask the Lord to help you to keep reaching in that barrel? Because if you give up, just like that woman at Zarephath, if she hadn't went and done what Elijah had told her the word of the Lord to do, not only would she have died, but that son that she had would have died too. That boy was dependent upon her. And her faith not only spared her, but it spared him too. If you give up tonight, there's somebody following you. That'll be done too. If you throw in the towel, there's somebody following you that will throw in the towel too. If you say, I'm going to make my life smell and die, you won't be the only one that dies. Would you pray with me tonight? Lord, help me. Help me to exercise faith in these dark days, this day of drought that we're in. Help me, Lord, to keep reaching down in the barrel. Help me, Lord, in my prayer life to keep reaching in and even when I don't feel like praying and when it don't seem like it's doing any good. Help me, Lord, to keep reaching down and letting you fill my cup through prayer. When I don't feel like coming to church, Lord, help me to reach down in the barrel of blessings and help me to get what you've got. You know, this is the thing. That barrel... Because God set it up that way, and that's the way God said for her to do it. That barrel contained what God had for her. But the only way she could obtain it was to reach in by faith. Do you know that God has everything you need? God has what you need for salvation. He has what you need for it to be sustained. He has the supply that your need needs. It's there. It's here. It's available. But you, by faith, have to reach in. It's by faith that we stick our spiritual cup out and say, Lord, I need it. Lord, I can't do without it. Lord, unless you do it, I can't go on. If you need to come to this altar, it's open tonight. If you want to pray where you're at, that's fine too. But you be sure this evening that you do business with the Lord. Father, we come to you tonight in Jesus' name. And I thank you for the privilege to be able to be in church tonight. Thank you, Lord, for helping me today. Thank you, Lord, for speaking to our hearts. Thank you for your word, and thank you for every promise that is contained within it. Lord, I'm thankful for the blessed hope and promise that we have of your soon return. And Lord, I'm thankful that one day we'll get to be with you in the sweet by and by. But Lord, I'm equally thankful tonight. That you are a present help in a time of need. That you're not just Lord in the sweet by and by. But Lord, I'm thankful that you are God in the nasty now and now. So Lord, I pray tonight for myself and I pray for this congregation. I pray for our church. I pray for those that are listening by way of Facebook tonight. That Lord, you'd help us not to give in too soon. But help us to keep reaching in the barrel. To keep trusting you each day of our life. Lord, I love you tonight. Thank you for what you've done. I pray you'd send revival. I pray, oh God, you'd stir our hearts afresh and anew. I pray, Lord, that you'd do what they say can't be done in these days. Lord, these are uncharted waters that we're going through. We've never faced exactly what we're facing tonight. Lord, we've never seen the wickedness like we're seeing in our day. We've never faced the oppression spiritually that the church is facing right now in this hour. Lord, we've never faced a drought just exactly like we're facing right now. But Lord, the best we know how, we're going to trust you. Lord, we realize that we can't get through it. We can't do it without you. But God, we know that you've done it before. And you'll do it again. Lord, we love you. Strengthen our hearts. Increase our faith. Help our unbelief, Lord. Forgive us of sin. And I pray, oh God, do a mighty work. In each one of our lives. Lord, if somebody here, or somebody listening tonight, that's about ready to throw in the towel, about ready to make their last little cake and eat it and die, Lord, I pray that you'd help them right now. Give them strength. Let them know, God, that you're not done. Let them know you still got plans and a purpose. And give them the strength. Give them the faith, Lord to reach in the barrel one more time and trust you. Lord, we love you. Thank you for Calvary. Thank you for the blood. In Jesus' name, amen.